This podcast contains themes that some listeners may find upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. This is Anthems. My name is Rory Boyle. I'm a podcast production assistant at Broccoli. I'm also a radio presenter and the host of two podcasts. Queer Ear, which shines a light on issues that don't get enough mainstream media attention, and Lights, Camera, Melodrama, which highlights the highs and lows of The X Factor. So today, it's a yas from me. (laughs) Your word of the day is positivity. I want to take you back to a moment of my life that I'll never forget. The year was 2016, which I'm sure is a time not a lot of us look back on too fondly. I mean, this was the same year that Britain voted to leave the EU, Donald Trump was elected the President of the United States, and we lost David Bowie, Prince, and George Michael. But it was also the year that gave us four incredible albums from Beyonce, Britney, Ariana, and Rihanna, which definitely helped me get through some of those hard times. I guess I've always tried to see the positive in everything. On this particular 2016 day, it was one of those next-level, scorching-hot summer afternoons in London, and I'd just been to get a haircut. Headphones in, sunglasses on, walking through Shoreditch with a fresh skin fade, I think it's fair to say I was feeling myself. (laughs) And then, almost out of nowhere, it happened. Just as I made my way down a little side street, someone rolls down their car window and shouts, I've got a son, but he's not a faggot like you. There wasn't time for me to react. The old white guy driving the car had gone from 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds. But I shouldn't have been surprised. Homophobes are cowards. This one didn't even give me time to respond. And in this moment, I was completely alone, with no support from any passersby who'd quite clearly heard what had just happened. To add insult to injury, the froyo that was in my hand was now melting and I was no longer hungry for it. Now, that is truly criminal. But seriously, when you're put in a situation like this, you have a million different emotions racing through your body. Anger, confusion, embarrassment, humiliation. As queer people, we're used to these feelings. Whether you're a trans, non-binary, or gender non-conforming person seeing your existence up for debate in national press on a daily basis, or you're a young queer kid living in Poland in a so-called LGBT-free zone, these overt acts of hatred have become commonplace for many of us. It's probably why I reacted the way I did just a few years earlier on my way home from a night out with another guy on the night bus. Two young women started screaming at us and broke a glass bottle which they proceeded to threaten us with when we shared a kiss. In that instance, other passengers did intervene. The driver stopped the bus, the police were called, and the fact that I was drunk definitely minimised my grasp of the severity of the situation. 
But essentially, I brushed it off as another day being gay. I never even told my friends about it. Flash forward to 2019, I'm on my way home from a party with my ex, another old white man on the side of the street starts making kissing gestures at us when he clocks that we're a gay couple. This time, something inside me snapped. I'll keep it PG today, but let's just say my reaction resembled Meryl Streep's screaming scene in Big Little Lies, except I took it up a notch. <laughs> We often hear of fight or flight. This is an automatic reaction to an event that is perceived as stressful or frightening. On the night bus, I flew. In this instance, I fought. I have never been one to shy away from the spotlight, but when the intended purpose is to shame me, you better believe I took my phone out to get some photographic receipts of this bigot who was literally mocking my existence. But this was very different to the position I was put in in Shoreditch. Fight or flight couldn't even come into it. Perhaps that's why I saw the most recent incident as my chance to take ownership of my pride for being part of the queer community. If someone had threatened to glass one of my friends, used obscene gestures to ridicule them for their sexuality or anything else, or shouted at them from a car window, I would have lost it. So why was I willing to accept some of this as par for the queer course when it happened to me? In 2020, I joined a gay men's therapy group, which has literally changed my life. It was in this group that I spoke on my experience on the night bus for the first time and named it for what it was, hate crime. It's also where I learned to unpack the trauma that I carry from growing up in a world that has labelled me inferior simply because of my sexuality. In one particular therapy session, another group member told me that he thought I was a really positive person. Now, this made me reflect on my public humiliation and what happened next. Drenched in haterade with no one to turn to, I did what I knew would make me feel better in that moment. I listen to the Spice Girls. <laughs> I've experienced lots of similar situations over the years, in fact far too many to go into today, but let's just say now I have the tools in place to process this trauma and I've made my peace with the fact that there is often no perfect way to react. Of course, in an ideal world, I'd like to see the perpetrators of this discrimination get exactly what they deserve. Maybe karma will get them. But I can't always control that. What I can control is keeping my head held high, my fingers to the sky, and remembering that these events don't define me. It is my positivity that defines how I live my life. Oh, and last but not least, I still do to this day what I did in that moment. I keep spice up your life on repeat. It's like those girls always told me, all you need is positivity. Positivity, noun, the definition of having a positive attitude.
If you've been affected by the themes in this podcast, check out the episode description for information, resources and support lines. Mm.